Thank you for listening to the Other Side of Sports podcast, representing the DMV. Be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube at OSS TV. Look, we need your support, so please do us a favor and make sure you leave a comment and give us a rating. Thank you. Now on to our show. You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 9 Welcome back and now tune into the other side, the other side of sports. We yeah. host Laws yeah. in the building. We yeah. got Aaron, we got D rocking out. That's right. Uh, later, we got a special guest joining us. Uh, my man Cleavon Davis, Cleavon the Visionary, uh, awesome content creator. Uh, we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about, you know, a little bit of football, a little bit of basketball, a little bit of stuff that's going on. Uh, for starters, though, uh, it's rioting going on back in Minnesota, Minneapolis, uh, over the death of Dante Wright, 20 year old black dude. Kid, can I? Twenty years old. That's young enough. You kind of deem him as that's a kid. That's a kid. That's a kid. That's a kid. Uh, was shot, according to the officer who was responding. So it was a it was a traffic stop. Um, during the traffic stop, I guess Dante tried to get back in the vehicle and speed off. The officers tried to subdue him. One of the officers, being a female, Kim Potter, who's twenty six year veteran on the force says that she went to go grab her taser gun, but grabbed a nine milli Glock and shot uh, Dante Wright and ended up killing him fatally. So the, the police chief came out in support of the police officer. Uh, wasn't an accident. Nah, Bob. Wasn't an accident. I haven't seen none of the videos. I ain't seen the George Floyd one. I can't watch that kind of stuff because my brain go in a different direction. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't watch it. Um, I've been looking at the commentary of it, but I didn't uh-huh. watch it because I feel like in just a week span, so much has happened. Um, and I'm just, you get to your wits end and you're just watching the same thing over and over and over again. Um, just kind of seeing that stuff. And I, I just, I, I didn't watch it. I saw the explanation of the officer. I don't, a taser does not have a weight of a weapon, um, nor do you hold it the same as a weapon. I just, you know, these, these, these reasonings, these reasons or reasoning for doing what they do, none of it makes sense. Um, and so they sit here, it's, it's almost insulting to say she thought her taser was her gun. I, I just don't. I don't even see how that's possible. Um, and then of course they're gonna say in the heat of the moment and all that stuff, but it's just the minute we do something wrong, it's like we are worthy of our own death, no matter how small or how large that is. And it's just, I, I just, I just, I have a hard time watching this stuff over and over again, man, it really. Cause it, it, it like Aaron was saying, it kind of changes in the way in which you kind of view things. You start looking at things from a different lens and then you start to react to that different view. And so I, I just, I'm not buying the excuse. I'm not, I'm not buying it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, that's what they're going to, how they're going to roll with so, this story. So, so in the video, she yells out, taser, taser, and then bucks the Bama with the nine. So I, the thing is, I don't know enough. Like, I, I would have to actually see the taser, hold the taser, evaluate that whole process versus nowhere near is a pistol, a loaded pistol. Nowhere. Yeah, come no. on now. And she's a seasoned vet. They get it's not like it's her first day on the job. It, she's been on the done this force for a minute. Yeah, doing different training. So I, it's just it's not like she's a rookie. And it was like I, I didn't know. This is. This is a veteran, man. You know, it just didn't make sense. 
So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you got the George Floyd case going on right now simultaneously. At the same time, people are already on tilt with that whole situation. Then you compound that with this. The city on fire. I, I mean, I, I don't know what they expect to happen at this point. Do you think... Uh, because they just rested the case today, do you think what's going on now affects the verdict? You're saying, you're asking the question, do I think that this situation impacts this the the George Floyd situation? Right, the verdict in that case. The, the Derek Chauvin situation. Nah. If it was the reverse, I would say potentially. But I don't think that these cases are, while in a sense, they both ended up in death and fatality, I think that there could, while I'm not necessarily in agreement with the sentiment that it was accidental, I don't perceive malice intent the same way that I perceive it in the Derek Chauvin, George Floyd situation. Because in that situation, he had ample opportunity to make a different decision and he stayed the course until George Floyd was dead. Was dead. Right, but I don't mean necessarily the actions of the police. I mean, like you said, you called it rioting, but unrest is going on in the city right now. And you know a lot of times when that kind of stuff happens in white people's eyes, it kind of justifies them feeling like they could treat people like animals. So whereas I was pretty sure they were sacrificing Chauvin for the, um, so it would avoid something like this. Do you think that this going on now where they like, man, and you, you got to think about it from a, a white person's brain, though. No, it'll be, it'll be worse. It'll be worse. It'll be worse. If they don't convict Darius Chauvin, no, I'm going to move to Minneapolis, though. Had <laughs> <laughs> Glocks out and letting loose on, on police precincts and all that, dog. I don't care. Oh, you got no way. No way. Come on, man. Stop, 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 man. Stop, stop. I feel you, but you can't say it out loud, though. Yeah. Bro, you cannot. This, this Bama was murdered in cold blood. What are we doing, dog? If there's no semblance of justice in a situation that's that clean, cut, clear, and dry, where everybody from the medical examiner, from the cat lady down the street who walked past the jump, all saying that this Bama murdered him. You there's no way that they can they can renege on that verdict, dog. If you got eyes and a brain, there's no way you can say that he was not murdered, dog. So I, I just from a from a from a judicial standpoint, it's just not possible, dog. Unless you putting a hundred thousand, hundred K in everybody, one every one of the jurors' bank accounts to get them Bamas to to say not guilty, there's no way that you can look at the evidence. You huh? You must have just landed on this planet. Bro, I listen, I seen some jokes. Listen, mm-hmm. when 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 what was the Bama name? David Tyree. When that Bama caught the one-handed jump for the John, I ain't see that one coming. When Joe Flacco threw that super bomb all the way in the back of the end zone, 40 yards versus San Francisco after they shut the lights out and tried to do the funny bits, I didn't see that coming, dog. Like this stuff, I don't, I like, yeah, that jump caught me off guard. Like, bro, the 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 Super Bowl with, with Russell Wilson tried to throw the, the slant pattern to uh, main man and the joke got picked off by the pick. I ain't see that one coming. Though there is absolutely no way that these Bamas can say not guilty on no, none of these accounts when a Bama clearly was on tape from 70 angles with his knee on his neck for nine minutes, though. But are you, but by you saying you can't say that at all with the video with all the different angles, but there's been plenty of video of other instances of this similar type of actions and nothing's been done. So why it's a different this... day, dog. It's a different Is day. And what, you what? just told me what I, I had to uh, censor myself. We about to see. <laughs> we about to see. But if stuff don't go the way you say it, bro, I'm fi- dog. I'm flipping this show like a space table after you get. Uh, <laughs> After you lose, dog, I'm going ham in this show. Whole studio smashed up. I'm breaking the walls. I'm doing. It's gonna be a ride in this jump. They don't get this one right, dog. Yeah, it's it's no way they can get this one wrong, dog. It's no way. It's no way. I I mean, even to think about it. Now, it would be different if they're like the police, the medical examiner, all these battles was 50-50 split on on a, you know, on their testimony. I'd be like, ah, this joint dicey. I don't know. But dog, everyone from from 
the the cops to the to the uh to the medical examiner to all the witnesses that that were involved in this they all on one side of this whole demonstration so I, yeah i I don't hold your breath, man. Don't hold your breath. Can't play with me. You only want to see the good in everybody. When nobody else has hope, you usually the last one with that one eye out of hope for anybody. So we hope you're right, dog. But the way I look at it. Hey, man. Hey, look, we live on YouTube. You can go check us out right now. You want to leave comments in there. I'm, I'm, I'm watching the jump scroll, so you can go ahead and put, you have comments on some of the topics we're getting into. You want to, you know, sh- share your thoughts, whatever. You can just rock with us. Um, on our question of the day, uh, question of the day comes in. It says, recently I moved in with a buddy of mine, and he just recently got a girlfriend. Now I'm considering moving out. Am I overthinking this? Long story short, I'm extremely happy for the dude. However, I feel like my privacy has been compromised because of her and her pet. Uh, I feel like I've gained two more roommates and sometimes can't seem to enjoy my place in private without her being there. How do I effectively and kindly come up with boundaries without ruining my friendship with my actual roommate? Impossible. Impossible? These situations happen all the time, dog. And there's no way you can kind of be the one to seem like you coming in between That's right. You already know. somebody and the person they date. It's Yo, you end up the bad guy all the way up. I my brother to the house, so you already know. As soon as you try to put your arm in between them and be like, uh, stop, it's going to be smoking fire and brimstone coming your way, dog. Right. And the bad man not going to want to take the onus. Usually people don't have the common sense to like come up with another reason. They're going to be like, you know, it ain't me. This Bama tripping. You know, he don't really want you in here like that. <laughs> it's going to be a situation where she don't like you. You know what I mean? Like, y'all, you already know. He's not going to say, like, listen, you going, you can't stay here. Like, and then keep it. He's going to put it all on May May. I only see one person ever do that in the history of people, though. Everybody else is going to be like, man, this baby don't want you here. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to take the onus, though. So it is no, even though it's not right that you got to, like, navigate your living space like that, there's no way to, to guarantee that it's not going to affect the friendship. Yeah, nah, agree. Uh, D, you want to chime in on it? Dog. There's 100% going to be a problem. It's not even a, a situation. I've had good friends. You try to tell them about a relationship they in. They, they don't want to hear it. They cuss you out and everything. But I don't care how cool you are, how close y'all are. The minute you say something about that girl, man, and her dog or cat, whatever she got in there, bro, it's going to be a problem. And you already know at the end of the day, it's going to cause a rift. And you're going to walk in that house with tension. They on the couch watching TV together. They both looking at you <laughs> funny. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's, it's always tough. it's so tough because because you think like, well, maybe if I'm just not here and I just stay away. Next thing you know, they're going to the use your room, dog. They're going to just stay over the whole house. You shouldn't have to. It's you got to say something off the rip before they like together together. Like when he first started hitting the joint and bringing it to the crib. <laughs> you gotta say you got to like at least drop hey, the I moved in with you, champ. I ain't moving with all all of y'all. You got dogs in this joint shedding fur. You know I'm allergic. You got to do something. You got to just fall out on the ground going convulsions and be like, yeah, I'm allergic to dogs. Because most youngins going, they they not going to stay there and let her dog stay in the kennel or nothing. Then she going to go with the dog. Right. If you wait till she posted them on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, it's too late. It's, it's too late. It's a fail, dog. Yeah, what can he do? Is there anything he can do? Leave. Poison uh dog. Come on, man. You can do that kind of stuff. Hey, stop it, dog. You can't poison. This ain't this like a lifetime movie yeah, when you, you said that. Poison you know, you know? Sparky, dog. That poison yeah. uh food. Dog, stop it, young. You wanna feel bad doing that? I would have never let the drink get to that point, dog. <laughs> but you no, know, we know, we know but her, her put the doggy, the doggy stuff in the trash. When it's time for you to leave, I better put the doggy stuff in the trash. You got to go. You don't care. And you know stuff like that when it happens. It's never like day one. It's one of them gradual joints that happens. She may come over a couple times, spend the night here and there. Next thing you know, 
you know, that one or two nights, spending the night, now it's a week, and then, you know what I'm saying, now it's two weeks, now it's a month, now the dog coming in, the cat or whatever, then then, 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 then she got roots in the house, she got toothbrushes and deodorant and everything, man, but that that right there, he gotta leave. And depending oh, wow. on what face it is, the young might not be the problem, it could be the dog. You could be like, yeah, the dog, like, yeah, but you, up for this too much. But you already know how animals and their owners are attached. Oh, They're like yeah, a symbiotic relationship. You can't break out one with the other. You can't just say, oh, yeah, it's the dog. Yeah, women or anything, dog. Yeah. Them, yeah, you know, it's, it's out of control, yeah. Yeah, it's... Dog, one of our listeners said, uh, it's definitely going to be an issue. I had a somewhat similar situation. And long story short, she ended up coming at me. Mm. Dog, see, that's what I'm saying. You say something, they coming at your neck like... What you mean, like? Right. You can't box no youngin. You can't. Yeah, that jump all bad, bro. That jump all bad. I'm trying to think of like a little slick, little way you can kind of finagle it, but. And I'm gonna tell you, with, with me being slick is not. I'm not that type of person. I just like to just go head on, just like whatever that problem is. I'm just gonna meet it head on. Hey, look, this ain't working. And then you go from there. And if Bama's is mad, people are mad and you leave. And, and the question is, can they still be in that house with you leaving with your income? How's that going to uh, work? Just pay, you know yeah, just pay that one-third of the, of the, of the utilities and, and one-third of the rent. Yeah, just see what yeah. happens. Just, just be like, yeah, rent $1,200, young. just go ahead and put up four. And just be like, yeah, I paid my portion of the rent. But I'm like, hold on, dog. You be 50 50 Nah, champ. We got four Bamas living in here. <laughs> and that's the problem. I'll get that you. Dog food, take it back. You know, put that joint on Craigslist, get some money for it, and pay the dog portion. I don't care. But I'm only giving up. <laughs> and I guarantee she's not paying no money on that. In Guaranteed, that. though. So you already know. That, that, that's just a fail. You say what? I said, she started going home, you charge her. She's not going to be spending the night three, four times out the week. <laughs> right. Oh, that girl, no. They remember go home and cut that check. Man, you, got, you got to make them executive decisions. It's hard. Yeah, find a start looking on Craigslist, see if you can get a little roommate situation where you can get mm-hmm. out of there. Um, yeah, so uh, on to some sports. We finally here with the sports content. Uh, Draymond Green has some comments and that joke didn't go over too well. He had some comments uh, about the WNBA ladies complaining about unfair conditions and saying that they were that they aren't holding the right people accountable to initiate change for themselves. Was he was he is he off on this one? Can you elucidate on that? What you mean? Who are the right people? He he basically said that. There's a lot of people trying to say they support women, they support women, they champion women's rights and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, they're not cutting the check or providing the opportunities or platforms in order to to grow the game, in a sense, or grow to expand the notoriety of the WNBA game. And so Draymond Green was saying, you need to start holding these people accountable who say they support women's sports and, and put them on blast to get their support in order to do, you know, to get get the game, I guess finances to to get an uptick. The way they do black men, so they say hold everybody else accountable too. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, in a sense, and he's and he's putting the the the, the onus on the women in particular, which I don't agree with at all. Because I, I I made it, I alluded to the fact on, on, I was just doing a live and I was just saying that, you know, that's like saying, telling black people, you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just whatever, whatever, when they're not providing opportunities for you to, to do stuff. And for the WNBA, like there are players who are trying to make inroads to grow the game, grow notoriety around the game, do different things to bring a highlight their stories and stuff like that. But, and, and I mean, this is just the reality of it, that there isn't a level of support for whatever reason. And it's not the men that, that are not just not supporting. It's women who aren't supporting the WNBA. Because if you look at stuff that is successful, Oprah got one of the biggest networks 
that uh, Meghan Markle, Joe, I wasn't watching that, Joe. When youngins support something, the Joe is going to do numbers. That's just a fact. They don't care about it, though. My point exactly. So I, I just, I don't think Draymond Green, he didn't really have to say that. He didn't really have to say that. So I didn't hear it. So I'm just commenting based on what I kind of understand you to be saying. Mm-hmm. I don't think the onus is on them for where the product is. So let's start there. But I think there is some truth to, there are people who are responsible who you could very easily call them out the way you do black men who don't watch the game that have more to do with why the money isn't being invested. Cause the game used to be big when Lisa, uh, Leslie. Lisa Leslie and Rebecca Lobo and Cooper uh, Cooper and Swoops who got some of the best shoes that ever came out you know what I mean they had big names they were uh, it was a lot of advertisements involved in uh, the WNBA and it just seems like those dollars aren't being put in the same way of making these players household names uh, of emphasizing I guess with the highlights being draws would be to the WNBA and I don't hear those people being called out. So in that aspect, I think he's right. But I just don't see the connection between that necessarily and it, the onus being on them. To me, what I'm kind of reading in between the lines is he's saying what I'm saying, like, you quick to call us out. How about you call out those other people who mm-hmm. are responsible for the bottom line and who own and who are responsible for the marketing and all these things that go into building a brand because the NBA wasn't always huge. A lot of these other sports aren't always huge. They have to be grown. Like you see them emphasizing advertising a Jordan or a Kobe or a Tom Brady, just these big name players and household names that they keep putting in front of your face to where people who over don't- Over and over and over again. Yeah. Same with artists. Like it's a lot of artists who people say the music trash, but if you see it and hear it enough, the music gets stuck in your head. Like that kind of situation. I think in order for the game to grow to the point, I mean, it'll never be what the NBA is, but for it to be at least where the WNBA was back in, uh, was it like the early 2000s? I feel like there are steps that could be taken to grow the game that aren't being taken and those people aren't being held accountable. Yeah, and I and I think, and I agree with you. I feel like earlier on though, it was like the Pentecost of the WNBA where it was like the influx for them to kind of push to get that brand out there a lot more than what they do now. Um, so it was a little bit different then and now that it's just kind of been there and it's kind of, it's really been kind of mellowed out. And the base, I don't know what the base was during the time for this, but whatever it was, it seemed to have gone. It's, it's no longer there now. So now they're in a situation where they have that lack of support. And you know, if the, if the money's not there, then you already know how that's going to, that's that's the thing like if i want to if i'm a youtube artist or whatever and i go to sony or some big name company and i'm like yeah i got great content they gonna look at me like what's your numbers looking like if my numbers ain't doing nothing they're not gonna invest in me they're not gonna say oh you know what we really like this we just gonna give you a million dollars and just let you grow your brand like that's not gonna happen but to his point, Harold, like, I agree with you there if, if we're just talking about, like, a normal situation. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're talking about a situation where the WNBA is not self-sustainable. Like, none of these sports are without these athletes being household names and, like, right. play recognition. Like, that has to be grown in kids and stuff like that to the time they grow up. So if the money, you have to make an investment saying, okay, we have a long-term plan, not I'm investing, I expect my money back in six months. It's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And that's not how bands, brands are built long-term. So that's an excuse from their standpoint to be able to say, oh, the numbers just aren't there. You have to build the numbers. And that starts with money. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, I agreed. I, I think I think we we, we all in the same, same uh, in alignment with that that idea. The thing is, too, there's another caveat to it. When I think about, like, what would grow the game? We've talked about this. Like, what would grow the game? Now, if you're talking about, like, equal, first of all, the men's game is not equal to the women's game. And one big distinguishing factor in how it's not equal is the fact that you don't have dunking. In, in this week, Last night, 
the Bama uh, Miles Bridges oh killed. He he dunked on Clint Capella, and rest in peace to Clint Capella's soul, dog. He, he finished. The Bama dunked on the back, and that was the thing that everybody was sending around all today. Like, if you didn't know who Clint Capella was, or you didn't know who Miles Bridges was, like, you know today, because you saw this Bama posterizing. The women's game doesn't even have that as a potential to occur. The but best this, it gets is a cross up, maybe make a young and fall in uh, a step back three that? in the face. Did it ever have that? The only woman right. I saw dunk back in the days when it was popular was Lisa Leslie, and that was on the super fast break cherry pick. And the joint was like one of those uh <laughs> Reggie Miller joints. Reggie Miller. You high school and did your first dunk and you barely got over the joint, just touched the rim. Like yeah. it was like that. So I think you gotta understand that the games are different. And it's okay for them to be different, but you have to focus on what is exciting about this game and stop trying to like make an equal vert. Like we just going to take the NBA blueprint and bring it over here. It doesn't transfer. Mm-hmm. I think it's just lazy to think that you can just not from your standpoint, but you from can't, your you can't you can't lower the rim and, and for the WNBA and make it more exciting for the women. I think if you lower the rim and Slim Slim is dunking on her counterpart. Just like we we that that Miles Bridges jump go all around the internet and brings notoriety to the game that way. You mean to tell me that wouldn't bring notoriety? I think it but would. Yeah, yeah, yeah but oh, is that they dunked in three years? So it's, I mean, I right. saying it's not going to hurt the game, but at the same time, they are being lazy by trying to just say we just going to take this blueprint that we had. Like it, we saw where it works, so they can't be lazy and say it's no way for people to watch the uh, WNBA basketball. You just got to go and make these people known, make them celebrities. And that starts with college and a lot of other things. Endorsements, putting their faces in the same place you would see NBA players' faces. Because nobody wants to watch. You could go watch a rec league joint. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. nobody wants to watch Bamas. They never, they don't know play basketball. Mm-hmm. Period. I, I hear y'all, man. I hear y'all. We going to see. Uh, we got special guests in the building. Cleavon Davis, Cleavon the visionary, uh, uh, the hottest man on IG right now with the content, cooking, my my uh, my mentor, dude I look up to from from a social media space. What's up, bro? What's good? What's up, man? How y'all doing? What's going on? Cooling, bro. I well, you heard a little bit of the conversation. We talking about WNBA. Draymond Green made some comments in regards to the, to the women's game, and 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 we we didn't agree with that. But we were talking about what could be done to like help push the game forward. You 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 got any comments or any any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about this for a little while. I was talking to some. Who was I talking to about this? I don't remember, but um. I don't really watch the WNBA like that. I do watch college women's basketball. For some reason, college women's basketball is more entertaining to me than WNBA. I'm not, mm. I'm not really sure why. It's close to the same. But um, I I heard the whole low on the rim. I think I think T-Mac might have said it like on, on, the, on the jump or something like that. And he was like getting roasted or something. <laughs> uh, when he mentioned, yeah, like if you lower the rim, it might be more exciting. And uh, lots of women didn't like that. So I guess it's the whole equity versus equality situation Mm. where it's like, okay, do you want the game to be equal or do you want the game to be equal? (laughs) I don't even know how to say it. Like, cause it's just, it's just facts. It's biological fact that women players aren't as tall as men players. Uh, They're not as athletic as men players. So like, how do you want to go about this? Do you want equality? as far as the same guidelines and regulations, or do you want equity as in, it's the same type of uh, situation, yeah. like, you know, product for it. Right, exactly. So I think that's something that the, the WNBA has to figure out for itself, for real. Not like, forget the fans, forget, you know, what we want. Like, what do you guys want to be known for? type of situation. Mm-hmm. So I, I leave that to them, but I think there it does have to be a lot of, like, uh, so I didn't see the name on there. The brother was talking about how like the exposure needs to be the same. Like, I feel like that would help a lot too. Like if people knew who the players were, not just the the very few that people know because of 
some type of brand deal or some like where they where it's not even like basketball related. It's like nah, they got some type of eyelash glue or something like that. I don't know that they're using and their people know who they are. Uh, I think that would help the game a lot because people knew who the players were. Um, you can attach to the game more, I guess. Mm-hmm. You could go to see somebody because basketball is one of those sports where you like you watch to see the players. You don't necessarily yeah. watch to see the game all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but no, that's... I agree, agree, agree. Um, we we can talk we can talk about you for a little bit before we get into some of these other topics. So so. For those who don't know, this this dude is a phenomenal content creator. Uh, he creates content. A lot of it is hilarious. And it's family-friendly, too. We try to be a family-friendly, so sometimes we teeter and tie the right there on the, on the edge. But, you know, we just try to keep it all the way 100. But his content is great. Like, I can laugh at it. I can show it to my, my niece. I can show it to my daughter. Like, every, everybody can appreciate the content. Uh, what What kind of how did you get these ideas to like start doing this? And when did you say, oh, you know, I'm going to just try to like do these videos. Like what was going on at that time when you started thinking you were going to do that? Uh, Well, I appreciate the compliments. First of all, Um, you know, I just, I just make videos for real. Like the fact that they're reaching people and people enjoy them is a great byproduct. Uh, So I appreciate that. Um, I started doing for real, I started doing this a long... I tell people this all the time because people say, you know, oh, how'd you... You know, you, you're you blowing up or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing... I'm getting a little bit more recognition now, but, like, I was doing these types of videos before there was social media. Like, I was the only child at home, so I had to find ways to entertain myself. And, like, the same stuff that um you see, like, lots of people are doing now because of tech phones and technology where they can play, like, multiple characters and stuff like that stuff that you only used to see like on Martin and, and Family Matters instead of playing multiple characters or, or Eddie Murphy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing that like with my JVC like recorder camera at home <laughs> by myself when I was just by myself. I had nothing to do. I didn't, my parents didn't buy me video games like that. So I was just making little videos, little skits of myself, uh, playing basketball against myself on a hoop on my door, like all that kind of stuff. So I've been doing like this for like a while now that I think about it. Um, So the creative ideas have always been there. It's not like I just woke up one day and was like, I'm gonna start making funny videos on on social media. Um, But also I didn't necessarily start releasing like funny stuff because that's not, I'm not like a funny guy. Like it's really funny hearing people that don't know me already who follow me because I make the content. They think I'm a comedian, like for real. Don't and, you a comedian, dog? <laughs> and I'm like, nah, like I'm, I'm not. That's I'm not. A, I'm not a comedian. Like I just like making funny videos. But um, the fact that you can be some, everyone has these talents that they kind of like. They have them, but they don't necessarily show them to the world or or whatever it is. Um, and the fact that if you have the confidence to say like, you know what, I'm just gonna put this out there. Like you might find some type of little niche that you can excel in that's just that's what's happening for me like uh i'm a i'm a christian um and i I want to have that come through all the stuff that i do um you know lean people to jesus so making that family friendly stuff that you said or even stuff that is kind of like biblical or whatever and making it funny is like okay i could just merge the two i like i like laughing i like you know making creative stuff and then I get to do this piece leading people to God as well, opening them up to it rather. Um, and it's it's been it's been great. I have fun doing it. Oh, that's what's up, though. I, I, I'll say, you know, as a fellow Christian, that was one of the things that kind of drew me to the video. Because I, I think it's it's kind of crazy because, you know, I, I do Christian rap. I do a lot. Of, when you put the Christian tag, people just automatically be like, oh, that Joe Corny, get this bum out of here. Like, I'm not trying to see. Like, what do you do? You do video? This Joe's probably whack. These Joe's trash. You know what I'm saying? You always, it's like this negative connotation cloud just follows you, you know? And I, I, can, even, I can even say myself, like, if somebody says, oh, I do this, and they say they're a Christian, like, I'm like, uh, I even have the little hesitation to kind of just be open to it. But I, I can honestly say, like, your stuff is is A1, though. Like, it, it really, the message comes through, but it's not like, it's not like, I'm Christian, oh! Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, choking Bama's out. It's just a, 
Like, this is who I am. It's authentic. And I think when you're doing any kind of content creation, whatever, it has to be authentic. That's what resonates with people. And for for me, your content resonates with me, with me not just because it's Christian, but because, you know, it, it, it feels authentic to who you, who you are. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even know you like that. I, but as I'm learning who you are, I'm like, oh, this is, this is, this is how he is, you know? So that's why I was yeah. like, when you say you're not a comedian, I'm like, I'm like, dog, you're funny, bro. You're funny. <laughs> well, like, I appreciate it. Like, and, and it's cool to be a multifaceted person. Um, people that know me, like I'm a, I'm a deep thinker. Like I can get real, like philosophical, probably too much to be honest. Um, but just for people to see that I can also be just as lighthearted and goofy, mm-hmm. it's just kind of it's kind of cool that I can I know I can do both and still be fully myself, um, and that opens people up to. So like, if I'm having a serious moment where I'm like, "Yo, get this word," like this is what I was talking about right here. This could change your life. Mm-hmm. The fact that I was making able to make them laugh a video earlier, it opens them up to. All right, let me hear what this guy has to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, the person has to like you first if they're gonna listen to you yeah. uh, and the comedy is just like it doesn't even have to be like some of my most viral videos aren't really even like christian or whatever like they're clean but um people follow that video they're like man well, okay let me check out his profile mm-hmm. and they see the other videos that are christian that do point directly to god and it's like well this guy's funny so i'm gonna follow mm-hmm. type of situation where if i was just like ah jesus 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 you know they're like ah, i'm not following this i was yeah. about to say that I'm about to say it wrong word, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not about to follow this guy because I'm not about that. So it's it's cool. It's a heart opener for real. Yeah, nah, that, that's the fact. I mean, I know while we're, as we're talking, people who are listening to the show, they're like, you know, where can I find? Let me see his video. I want to see a video because as we're talking about, I'm sure people are like, I want to see a video. I want to see if this guy is really funny or whatever. So. <laughs> You know how people are, but yeah. so you get you can tell people you know you give me your Instagram tag uh, and let them know where they can find your your content at. Yeah, um, they can follow me. Find me on Instagram at Clevon C L E A V O N underscore Davis, uh, and I'm on TikTok at Clee C L E E the Visionary. Uh, that's where I post most of my videos. Yeah. Nah, good stuff, though. Hey, shout out to you, bro. You got me on the TikTok now. I'm on that joint thriving, bro. I'm like <laughs> 500 followers in one day, dog. I'm on the bro. What I tell you on TikTok, dog. What I tell you, bro. I'm like TikToking. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to get out the hood, dog. I, listen, I, I, you, you, you put me on. I gotta give you credit where credit is due, cause I would have never got on it. I would have never got on it, though, but I, I see that you can generate traffic, you know, if you have content, you it, it's a way. So um, definitely shout out to you for that. Uh, I mean, if you want to stick around, you can stick around. We want to get into some other topics. You want to chop it up with us. Uh, if you do have to go, I mean, we understand that, too. It's, it's, on, it's on you. Yeah, I'll hang around for a little while longer. I might have to bounce uh, soon. Okay. All right, bet. Uh, so let's get on to our, our next topic: the Washington Football Team. Oh yeah, we love to talk about those dudes. They have been rumored to be eyeing North Dakota State's Trey Lance. Will it happen? Aaron, what you gonna do? You back with us? So how are they gonna get? What's the capital to be able to move up to get him? Because you're not gonna get him in 19. You're not gonna get him in 19. I'm thinking they're going to swap first and maybe give up, maybe swap first, a fourth, and a two next year. You got to give up a, another one at least to move from 19 to a point where you can get in. Where you got to be at to get him? What, what, what pick you think you got to be? Five? Seven. Top seven at least. Top seven to get Trey Lance. It's, it's okay. That pick that Atlanta has, because they're saying they're not taking a quarterback, might be where you have to trade up to, which is four. How you get from 19 to 4, we talking at least two ones outside of this year. Okay. So that's a lot of draft capital you got to give up. That's what you're telling me. For a black quarterback in Washington, D.C. If they do it. Is that a recipe for disaster or not? 
<laughs> We've been there, dog. Can they do it, though? That's the question. Can they do it? They won the division, so Ron can pretty much do what he wants to do. He got a little carte blanche for probably two years to do whatever he wants. But it better work, because you know how this media is in this city. They're going to have to babysit that boy. Like, they're going to have to hide him the first year. Can you hide him? Are they capable of hiding him for That's a whole what I'm year? Saying. Can they do that? That depends on Fitz. Is he, are you getting the magic or the tragedy? Which one are you getting? Oh, bro. That jump just seems like a steep price to pay. But, it, okay, you get your quarterback for the next... Is that the quarterback of the future? It has, it has to be. To what? Yeah. I mean, you... To not start him? I don't think you start him this year anyway. He's only played a year. He sat out all the last year. Remember, they played that first game and then their season was over. So he played one game last year. He had a ridiculous season before that where he had like no interceptions the whole season. So that's basically what they're what they're banking the evaluation on. I think he's better than what we got in the building right now if you bring him in. Mm-hmm. Because now you're, he's always looking over his shoulder for that first mistake, and then people are like put in Fitzpatrick, put in Fitzpatrick. To me, it's it's better starting Fitzpatrick in that situation. So are we gonna and, keep four quarterbacks? You got Heineke. Uh huh. You got Fitzpatrick. What's the other yeah. dude name? Allen. Allen. Allen gone, man. If that if that's the case, Allen is gone. Who's out? Cleveland. What you think? Hey, bro, I don't even know. I'm not even, I, I'm not gonna, I don't speak on things I don't study. <laughs> no, I'll just, I don't know how they going to pull it off. You got to give up two ones. You're right. That's a blow. Because then it just raises the stakes and the pressure to a level where it's so difficult for, how are you going to make these, like this town, you know how this town act. But that defense if you can let him redshirt a year and get to the point where he's at least not looking like a scrub when he gets on the field, where you can see the promise, he has the physical tools, he has legs, which the last one didn't have. So, I mean, to me, he's the third best quarterback in the draft. If you can get the third best quarterback in the draft to go with the defense that they have, as long as you take care of him, I think it could work. And I will come back to answer your question. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> he got excited about that. That's the <laughs> yo, yo, you back? I trashed that gear I bought like two years ago when I came back last time. So I don't get some more gear if they if they snatch him up. If they get him, I'm gonna be size dog. I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm gonna be size. I'm a hate. I ain't gonna lie to you right now. I'm a hate so good too, huh? You I mean, got to. I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be congratulatory for you guys if you got. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Not at all. Not even an ounce of congratulations. I'm like, yeah, you know. But you know, it's Washington. We'll see what y'all do. If 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 y'all were to get him, you know, based on the situation. But I think you have to start Fitzpatrick. Let him do his thing. Because the thing people forget about Fitzpatrick is he's a good off the bench quarterback. But the minute he's the guy. I felt like at that point, that's where he starts to do things like throw yeah, multiple interceptions apart. in a game. Yeah, this is not the same. And yeah, in a half. So <laughs> then he was so six in one game. Was it six? Yeah, in a half. That in was a half. In the city, remember Jesse? <laughs> As I was like, throw up tackle. He was just tossing them up there. So I mean, I mean, that's the thing people forget. People get caught up and enamored with the the, the plays that he does make, and when mm-hmm. he comes back, but that's when he's the backup. He's not the guy in those situations. So, so yeah. you know, that's that's the part of it. And I think if you build it up that way where people are are, are tired of a, a particular quarterback and you just drafted one, they'll be calling for the one that, that was just drafted. It would be more mm-hmm. uh, with the open arms with him to play in the team as opposed to him starting and going through the growing pains of that. And you know Washington being Washington and it, them just kind of getting them out of there. So, so I'll say this. Um, before we move on to the next subject, it's going to be interesting. If they were to pull this off and it would get Trey Lance on the team, it's going to be interesting to hear how that that move is received by the radio personalities that now exist in the spaces that they exist. Because I think for the longest, we've had a radio-like crop that have been anti-Black and anti 
black QB in this town. And I think, and I feel like that, that shifted some. So it, it'll be interesting to see how people receive that. If that, if that takes place, I, I don't, I don't mean, I still think it's kind of a little far fetched, but it'll just be interesting to see. What happened to the other quarterback y'all was loving on to uh, like a month ago before y'all got Fitzpatrick? Heineke? That's paid, yeah. Dog, them Bama's turned on that Bama quick, though. Heineke, he might as well just quit and, and finish school, though, if he ain't already finished. 27. The Bama been done. Yeah, he done, though. He need to go in a doctorate program or something. <laughs> it's, it's over for the man. Uh, QB double standard. Why is Justin Fields getting so much criticism while the other quarterbees in his class of a different hue, you don't hear not a peep? You got to warn the guests when you having topics like this come on the air. You can't just, just drop these on them. <laughs> no, we in the thick of things, though. We try to get to the get down. We try to figure out what's going on. I mean, that's why we exist, because of the double standard. Actually, we've thrived because of the double standard. But I'm trying to figure out, in 2021, is it why is it still here? I think there's certain um, there are certain talking points that are very easy to accept and that are very believable when it comes to black quarterbacks, particularly after you see what just happened with Dwayne Haskins that came out of the same school and the same offense. Mm-hmm. If they use the same exact lines that they were using for Dwayne Haskins, it's really easy for people to accept those and just be like, oh, it must be true. If, you know what I mean? If they're saying it, it must be true. I've seen it a thousand times. That's just the way people's brains work. And so what I believe is because one of these coaches has moved up to get a quarterback that nobody thinks is a top talent, I feel like there has to be some justification to go along with that. And I feel like, to me, these sound like leak, purposeful leaks from somebody. I don't know what the agenda is. That's what I, I suspect it is. But... Like you said, it's just illogical for somebody to be the number two quarterback all year long. While football's being played, he's the number two quarterback. But then the second game stop being played, all of a sudden he starts to slide down the draft board. That just doesn't make sense to me. If it's just about football. No, but it can't be about character because the Bama character A1. Then it can't be intelligence because word on the street, if you want to listen to Mark Sanchez and what he had to say, Justin Fields scored the highest on the psychological evaluation test ever. So I'm confused, though. I I just don't. Right. And he and he outlined Sanchez outlined, you know, like Pat Mahomes score every all the top quarterback scores and how much higher his score was compared to those. And just saying with a guy with that type of football IQ, you can put him in any offense or any situation. He will learn that playbook so much faster because of that. It's almost like he has some somewhere of a photographic Photograph. memory. Yeah, to an extent. And so how do you how do you how do you diminish that? Like, how do you talk about intelligence with somebody with a photographic memory? <laughs> don't them Bama skip school back in like like that jumps like a that's like that's like a superhero power on earth, dog, when you got the photographic My sister actually had it. Shout out to my sister. She had a photographic memory. She graduated high school at 16, dog. That jump sizes you. I don't I don't know how that could yeah, no, it, it's beyond me, bro. It is beyond me. And then you have to to add to that, you know, is the Kelly the Kelly Mond talk about him moving up the draft board? Is that the reverse? Because <laughs> I watched this game tape, he looked real sussy to me, dog. He was Kelly. locking on receiver. Uh, who who is he play for? Is it Texas Anna? Yeah. Mm. See, go ahead. <laughs> no, somebody said Bama looks like football. <laughs> he do. Might have been somebody else. His throwing motion is just weird. It looks like like a rec league type throwing motion, but he's surging up. 
Is he talking about the paint you're trying to go after? Is it the smoke screen? It's the smoke screen, dog. I just don't see it in his game. You see it in Mac Jones' game? I don't either. When does that matter? <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah. Well, in other news for the college game, before we get on to our, our quick hitter with the NBA, young Trevor Lawrence got the playbook already from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Is they is they breaking the code? Is this up ter- uncharted territory? Dog, I never heard of the, of the quarterback that they were going to draft get the playbook before the draft even happened. Is that legal? That's Because even if they pay the fine and give up a draft pick, to have your rookie quarterback, who obviously is going to start this year, getting ahead of the curve, I think it's, it's borderline genius. You just no, raise the level of success so much more than everybody else. Except- you put them in year two off break. <laughs> Oh, I guess that's a perk to getting the number one draft. I don't know why somebody hasn't done this before. I mean, it's possible it's happened before. You just didn't hear people leaking it out because it sounds a little bit like it might be against the rules. Uh, Definitely a competitive advantage because at two, I mean, you're pretty sure that they're going to take Lawrence, but you don't know what happened. So picks two, three, and four, you don't 100% know who you're going to get. So you, yeah, you can't you can't get it by having the playbook. Nah. Dang, dog, that is a competitive advantage, for sure, for sure. Because you got to think, let's say once you realize you get a number one pick, I don't know how soon they gave him the playbook or when they gave him the playbook, but essentially after the Super Bowl, can you give it to the Bama that early? But there's still college games going on around that time. Because the college bowl games happen after the Super Bowl. Uh So you still oh, gotta wait a few weeks. Boy, you still gotta wait a few weeks. Oh, I don't know. But still, but even if still, when what is that in J- January? January, February. So so February, you have from February all the way to August to learn a playbook. That helps. That helps for sure. That's a fact. And you know, um, he comes out cooking this year. They're gonna say, "Oh, he had the playbook early. He was in the playbook. He knew the offense." That's just gonna be the protocol going forward. Dog, he gonna be cooking though. You already know he gonna cook. Uh, um, I guess it's a perfect time to plug the, the draft show we got coming up April 29th with Jeremy Johns, a collabo sports reality OSS nine eighty other side of sports collabo. You know, it's going to be live. Yeah, we're going to have analysis. Please tune into the show. I mean, it's going to be for playback, but all those haters, people, oh, young, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. Check the tapes. Check the tapes. We've done evaluations for six years now. We don't We don't have, it's, it's very few misses. Very few minutes, misses. Uh, shout out to my man, Justin. He actually went back. And was like, because I was like, yeah, check the tape. So he went back and checked the tape. And he started bringing up stuff that I had forgot about that we hit on. So I'm just saying, this this one, definitely tune in. Uh, it's going to be a lot of people with a lot to say. And we're going to be we there for it. Yeah? Oh, what's up, Migs? What's good, bro? Um, all right. you what you Cleveland, you be in the basketball, though. You watch the basketball heavy, right? Yeah. Okay, bet. Curry, 53 points. What's up? Is it... Bro. Is he the best in the league? Sitting at home for the playoffs, best in the league? That's yeah. <laughs> He's That's a great, a great feat, though. That's a great... Greatest shooter of our, our lifetime, though. Facts. Ever. Ever. Lifetime. <laughs> Oh, the Batman was, he was on fire last night. This Batman was doing, he looked like old Steph. Like he was playing, dribbling through his legs, step back three. Oh, he was, yeah, he was his own one. Um, and sad news, Jamal Murray suffered a season ending knee injury. Now I saw that, I saw the play when it happened and, and then a commentator, this Batman was like, you saw his leg give out right there. It didn't really like look like his leg gave out to me. It looked weird. So I, I don't. I, I mean, of course the knee injury is real, but like, 
it, the way he just did a euro step and it was like a half euro and it jumped and his leg just went out and then he was just on the ground like holding his leg finished um definitely a sad I, I mean does this hurt the nuggets chances of uh, getting to the to the finals no yes i definitely think so i mean that uh, Jamal play, I guess they call it playoff Rondo. They might start calling it playoff Murray or whatever, because he snapped last year. He went and, fuego. Yeah, so, and I mean he he has his ebbs and flows with his game and everything, but he's still a consistent, you know, second option for them. So like somebody gonna have to step up, even Michael Porter or or whatever. Or Joker by just go. Yeah. Michael Porter, Michael Porter, Josh Seist on the low, dog. He one of them type hating type dudes. Yeah, who bro. Want to see one like when he saw. I, I mean, it's just something about him because the Bama been like cooking lately, and Jamal Murray's like been like off and on, like playing some games, sitting out, boom, boom, and like Porter's like minutes, and he wanted to be the dude. Last year, when they were like running a play at the end of a game, they they scripted it. Mike Malone scripted it for Jamal Murray. Like it was like Jamal Murray and Jokic. Like that was it. Nobody else was allowed to take the shot. And you could see Michael Porter, his face was like, man, he's like, he didn't say these bad sorry, or they not as good as me. He didn't say it. But the way he looked, his facial expression and the dejection just made it seem like he wasn't happy about the play that was called in the in the timeout. Then it came out. I don't I can't remember if they won or not, but like. He jived Sice that the Bama Murray is hurt, so now he can kind of be the man, which is unfortunate, but it just, it is what it is, yeah. It is what yeah, it we'll is. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see his trajectory of his career because I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I've been watching this dude since he was in high school, so, like, I've felt the same way almost his whole, his whole uh, journey to the league, and now he's with the... I always thought he was good, but I've just felt like Either he just always sights himself and everybody just went with it, or it was just hype. And he's a good offensive player. But when you're just a good offensive player, a liability on defense, and you got not a learning mentality, you got an already got a mentality, mm-hmm. that's short-lived, man. That's that, that's not how you have longevity in the league, bro. Yeah. I mean, he got the physical tools, the bam got the height. He, you know, he can he can he got it. But you got to have that mindset. Like, that's only going to go so far. Like, and like you said, he even said in the interview, like a press conference joint, he was like, oh, yeah, we got to, ah, what did he say? Basically kind of the same sentiments that you were saying. It was like, yeah, we got to write up, you know, better plays. We got to have the people who need the ball need to get the ball or whatever. <laughs> and it was like, oh, because they were like, yo, this is a rookie. Like, if I, if a rookie said this, yo, we gonna see him at the bus. Like, <laughs> like it was crazy. But I'm like, oh, he's he's. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, for for sure. Uh, I guess we can say I'm praying for Clint Capella because that Batman got jammed on, bro. First yeah. of all, that jump with Clint Capella. He blocked the first jump that I think like uh, Terry Rose did try to put up. He blocked that jump. <laughs> and then it went out to the top of the key. And Miles Bridges, like, you know, he just drove straight down the lane. And when he when his hand was back in, I was like, hey, <laughs> I, I hope nobody around. Get out the way. Get, Get out, the- out the way. This by McClint Capella, I don't, bro. Yeah. Be trying to put his I mean, it, it happens. Like, all those rim protectors, you got to sign a waiver because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. My That's definitely either dunk of the year or second best dunk of the year for me. I had to go back and watch the uh, the, the Anthony uh yeah, show. Yeah. Yo, that jump was more, it was more nasty because he sat was, on him after he dunked it. He, he like dunked on. it and like fell on, like hold, like he just sat on that bad one. <laughs> I was that like, was, ah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, this jump definitely is one and two for sure. Jump is definitely one and two. Um, but the Clint, yeah, Clint Capella, dog. Yeah, you got to, 
But you saw how fast that Bama took the ball out. Them Bama took the ball out in record time. They, you got dug on, that Bama got the ball. Did that jump and bounce so quick? I said, there you go. <laughs> Uh, but the, the cameras and the internet don't ever, don't ever forget, though. It won't let nope. you slide. It won't let you slide. Uh, Wizards, they get a rare win versus the, uh, the Jazz. Um, dog, first of all, I don't know how the Wizards won because the Jazz had two Bama score 40 points. Like, <laughs> the Bama was, what do you call Bogdanovich? I He must have been blown of well, how we did him because this Bama went ham on us. And then Donovan Mitchell went ham too. But somehow, some way, Bradley Bill and his 34 points was enough. So I don't know. I, I'm 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 like pretty much through with the Wizards though. But Aaron, <laughs> you can't you can't say the uh you can't say uh the trade was bad because John Wall and them Bamas is struggling though at, over at Houston. It's not y'all are thirteen games under five hundred. <laughs> it's nothing you can say about this trade. Yeah, the Rockets got the worst record of the league, though. They have a worse roster than the Wizards do. They were in thirteen games under five hundred with John Wall and Bradley Beal ever in the years that they played together. That's Yo, <laughs> the Rockets about to forfeit the season. This is about to be the worst season they had in twenty years, dog. It's bad. So, so what award did the Wizards get for missing the playoffs by? five or six games versus they don't get no reward I already said I'm gonna square up when I see uh, Tommy Shepard I mean we already know and then Scott Brooks I you know he already on my hit list but it ain't worse than the Houston Rockets though though but that's never part of the equation I said this would be has the trade been successful is the question yes or no it was not unsuccessful These Babbers is 13 games under 500 about to miss the playoffs with a superstar and what y'all say Bradley Bill is a star and probably the best complimentary talent they've had since what? Gil was here? I like Gafford. He, he's been okay. Bertans, when he's on, he's on. But that Bama's streaky. Hashimura, he got moments. Some days he'd be super aggressive, and I'm like, okay. And in other moments, I'd be like, bro, uh, Denny Avdia, that Bama will play one game and play three games for 40 minutes, and you don't even know the Bama's on the court. So I don't like... Then, you know... That's the only point I ever made. I didn't think they got better, and the record suggests they didn't. Okay. That's, that's fair. I mean, regardless of what Houston does, I, like, that's irrelevant to me. I'm just saying, like, if John Wall was here, we still have s- similar, uh, like, I, if John Wall was here, the record would be either the same or one or two games difference. But that's convenient of y'all to say now, when the trade happened, y'all told me they got better. And we're talking about competing for like the four seed or the five seed. Minimum. That was the minimum. Whoa, whoa. So I would never say that. <laughs> now, I did, y'all. I did, like, yeah. Oh, we got to say that Houston, Houston. That's like deflection. <laughs> hey, look. Trash. Hey, listen, man. I, I admit my wrongs, dog. I thought the Bavis had enough. I thought I thought Russ was enough. And no, they need a coach. That's what they need. Yeah, From they the jump, that. the worst coach in the league is Scott. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> the worst. That's yeah. a, that's like, if they had a better coach, I'm not saying they know four. No, nah, I'm not saying all that, but. You should have heard dudes on the, on the, when, they, when they made it. <laughs> now you wildin', bro. <laughs> I was psyched. I was psyched, though. I was psyched. But now I'm ready to throw a tomato at all that whole roster. Throw a tomato right at Scott Brooks' head, though. If they let me in another game and he's still on the sideline coaching, I'm gonna bring a tomato with me. Is Jeff still paying bets? We we gonna talk about the Warriors? Oh, no. the players? <laughs> hey Jeff, you out there? You still listen? You gonna pay me for the for the Warriors missing the uh, playoffs too? <laughs> yo, let me know yo, the we got going on now. Yo, the, the, yo. the Warriors did. Them Bavis is sorry too. How the Warriors sorry though? When y'all gonna stop betting against me though for this trip? 
I thought young. I thought with Ubre. I thought they was bringing in a young kid, seven footer, athletic, Draymond. You know they got Ken Baysmore. They got a little roster. Without Clay, it's a different story, though. Yeah, without Clay, it's Wiseman got hurt the other day too, didn't he? Yeah, he been in and out. First of all, when the Baba been playing, I'm like, dog, you're bigger than everybody. You should dunk everything. <laughs> he got a little bit of like. Like, like, uh, what's the Batman that used to play with the uh, the Cavaliers when they won the chip? Tristan Thompson. He got a little bit of Tristan Thompson in him, dog. Like, where he just, he just like, you got to slander him for him to like put forth the real effort. Like, I, I don't like. He needs like he needs Draymond to be like lighting the fire up under him to make him like play to a higher level because he just be looking real regular. I'm like, dog. Why is Looney starting over you? That should be disrespectful to you. Yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible. Looney, they they rather play Looney over you. I like. What does that say about your game, dog? Like, yeah, you know, so I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Wizards, man. Yeah, I'm done, dog. I'm done. I, I my my blood blood pressure just keep going up, so I, I can't even really. Yeah, I can't, I can't watch it, but. Uh, yeah, that's all I got today, Young. I mean, that's all we got for the show, pretty much. Um, thank you to our guest, Cleavon. Appreciate you, man, coming through uh, and, and chopping it up with us. Um, oh, just to let y'all know, hey, listen, bro. I came home today, and my baby, my baby girl, dog, she, dog, her doodle smell like a grown man, dog. She <laughs> eating hot food. <laughs> I said, young, what, what in the world? Dog, I went upstairs and was like, young, what the heck happened to this job? Dog, she eating, pot, she eating food now, dog. I mean, I'm I'm all psyched for the growth, you know, the young one, but I'm just saying, like, that jump out of oh, control, bro. That's funny. Out hey, thank you for bringing me on. I uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man, I've been recommending your videos all around town. I actually like put your name in it in a couple of hats for some stuff. So people may be reaching out to you about about different opportunities and stuff like that, because I feel like your content is stuff that people need the world need to hear. People need to, to need to see. You know, I know you're already like on that that viral chain, you know what I'm saying? But like I, I'm just all about promoting stuff that is positive, that's good you know, that I can stand behind and represents the values and stuff that I, I hold myself. So for sure. Man, I appreciate that so, so much, man. I, I always so, I try to support all my people that are doing creative stuff. So you as well, man, like we all, we all are doing our own thing, trying to bring positivity, trying to bring some type of, some type of substance to the world, bro. So anyway, I can support you. Let me know. Appreciate it, though. We'll definitely have to get you on here again. Um, shout out to Wiz Buffy Podcast. Shout out to Kicking It With G-Man, Lance J Radio, Free Agent Radio. Shout out to Sports Talk Tasha. Shout out to Jenna Garcia. Shout out to... Uh, I think that's all, yeah. Um, and we out. You can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search Other Side of Sports. Or you can follow us on Instagram at OSS980. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about Let me speak! How does that feel? How does that feel? Do 